You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, my friend, a fellow podcaster that you guys might have heard uh, since basically the beginning of Fortnite as well. He's been podcasting almost the entire time. My buddy, Mr. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for inviting me on the show. Man, I'm excited to have you here. Uh, I wish Monster was here chilling with us as well, but uh, you know, you were able to jump in here because Monster had a crazy schedule, wasn't able to make it back home, and it all worked out, and it's all working out as planned. So uh, you know, here you are, and I can't wait to dive in, get to know a little bit about you and uh, and your podcasting and your love for Fortnite as well. Uh, I know for the past couple of weeks, everybody that's been listening, I've been saying me and Monster are going to release something. I want to wait till he's here, so we're going to push it back one more week. So next week, hopefully, we'll have that, guys, for you. Um, and uh, make sure you're following us. Uh, make sure you're you're staying up to date with uh, Fortnite Podcast on Twitter and myself, 2LoudTX, the number 2 LUDTX, and Monster, Monster DeFace. Monster's got a crazy, awesome... Uh, youtube series going on called uh breaking down scrims so make sure you jump in that and see those he's doing a great job over there of course like always but really giving some inside information to how to play competitively uh breaking down some of those things and tips that we talked about last week so hopefully you guys are enjoying that make sure you check it out he's got a new one dropping if you're hearing this on monday he's got it dropping today so make sure you go back and see that but if you're listening on itunes google play spotify dash radio player fm stitcher wherever you are thank you so much for your support we really appreciate it. That has not stopped. We, we definitely want to hear your reviews, and we're going to read those off again here soon. But getting through all that, here we are, my friend Mike. Mike, you are the host of the Daily Fortnite podcast. That is a task in of itself, okay? Because I know we do a once-a-week show, but every day you're talking about Fortnite. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that. Like, How did you get to this point? How did you start? Going, hey, you know what? I want to do a podcast, and I want to do a daily podcast for Fortnite. Okay, so here's what it was for me. So I actually got into podcasting a few years ago. This is my first try at a podcast. And uh, I did one about football. That one ended just because, you know, time constraint and then money constraint. And then I did a, another podcast. I'm a big fan of wrestling. So I was doing that with my wife. And then I just found th- that was hard to keep it keep keep a schedule and keep consistent. And so what right. I came up with, I, I just, cause I love listening to podcasts. I listen to podcasts all day long, every day. Yeah. And I wanted to do podcasts myself. And of course I want to do a subject I love and I love Fortnite. And I was like, you know what I can do? I can do a short podcast every day. That way I'm consistent. I can, I know I can do 10 to 15 minutes a day and keep consistent. Right. that way. I can not, uh, you know, have an excuse of like, Oh, well I didn't do this, this, today so i don't have time for it it's like right 10 to 15 minutes like i got time for that <laughs> yeah i i i've been there as well a number of podcasts as well throughout the years where i'm like you know i'm staying to the schedule and i'm doing this thing i used to do it on friday nights and i think my thank god i have the wife i have because every friday night for like two years three years i did a destiny podcast and you know i was taking up every friday night of my wife's um luckily we had just had our first child so you know we were a little bit in that zone where it's like okay we want to stay home most of the time when we get to oh yeah Uh, but but i've been there as well so you you jump in and you and you start talking about Fortnite, and for everybody out there that doesn't know what the daily Fortnite podcast is tell them what you cover in those 10 to 15 minutes each day 
So each day, I, I, I just do the same format every day. I, I start out with this, a little bit of news. It could be any sort of small little bit of news that might have happened that day or within the last couple of days, you know, whatever kind of thing Epic might have announced or whatever. Then I kind of go over uh, the item shop. I go over, I'll go over, you know, at the beginning of the week when the new challenges come out, I'll say what all the challenges are. And then throughout the week, I'll give a, each day I'll do one of the weekly challenges instead of doing them all at once. That way I have yeah. something to talk about every day. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, no, it's you know, a great it gives, idea. Yeah. It gives me something to talk about each day, you know, how to get one of those challenges done. And then I'll usually try to come up with some sort of small tip just to help you slightly improve your gameplay uh, each day. Yeah. I think it's really cool because like you said, a lot, I think a lot of us that listen to podcasts mean, you know, we're traveling a lot or we're driving a lot or we're going to work or whatever it is. So, you know, we don't get to sit, sit home and maybe knock out all those challenges at one time. And I think it's a great thing. I mean, I even, when I listen to your show, I even do the same thing. I'll go home and be like, oh, I'm going to focus on that one challenge today, right? Um, and so I think, I think you do a great job of breaking that down. Uh, you know, you're not just a podcaster. I know you mentioned uh, you did one with your wife, but you're also a father. And uh, this is another thing that we share in common. You have a son that also plays Fortnite that you talk about a little bit on your show. Oh, yeah. Um, and so t tell us about that. Tell us about like uh, how Fortnite maybe has impacted your relationship with your son or what you guys do together on Fortnite. Oh, man. Oh, man. Just today, me and my son, we played hours of Fortnite. And it's just something for me that, you know, as a father, it's, it's one thing that you can uh, share with your kids and be a part of their life rather than it be something that, you know, you know, some parents complain that, you know, gaming can take away from their kids. But if you if you do that activity with them, it can actually bring you closer with them. Uh, right. If you enjoy that with them. And me and my son, I mean, today we played hours of uh, Team Rumble because I was like, I think it was about like 10,000 experience points away from uh, unlocking stage three of the hybrid where he's like a full dragon. Right, right, right. So my son was like, oh, we got to play that because I want you to get to stage three. And because you don't, you know, you don't get a lot of experience points in Team Rumble, but Right. You know, it's when some it's one that my son actually enjoys playing because when he dies, he can respawn. Well, it's one it's one you can deal with playing with him too. I'm sure you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. Because he's only I, seven I, years old, so he's only yeah. so good. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and my son's six, and so for Christmas we bought him an Xbox. He was playing on mobile before, so now me and him, he plays on Xbox. I play on PS4 most of the time. Uh and you know, what about are you and your son both playing on the same platform? No, so I'm usually playing on PS4, and then he's usually playing on Switch. And it was before where uh, he would play on the PS4, and I would play on PC. And I'm horrible on PC, so it was it was a horrible experience for it me. Was it was like, hard. okay, like, well, yeah, because they uh, they even had it where if you were on PC and he was on Switch, he was getting matched up with other PC players. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and now it's the opposite. If you're on if you're on uh, Switch, you're getting matched up with with uh, mobile players, which I think is more of a line of of the talent levels typically uh, and not saying that they're less just saying being able and the control limitations per se, right. That are, that are available on those, on those uh, consoles are a bit different and, you know, being able to navigate through the systems is different than somebody on PC or PS4, I think. Um, and we already see the challenges all the way, all the time happening with, you know, PS4 players versus PC players. So I can't imagine, you know, a mobile or switch player playing on PC Oh man, right, that that would be that would be heavily difficult. Yeah, and my son's the same way. He's playing tons of team uh, of Rumble today as well. Um, but I, I I think it's so interesting that you mention about you know, your relationship with your son and playing those games together. Were you a gamer? Were you a big gamer before this? Because I know you said you did a wrestling podcast. You did, you know you're into sports. 
Were you a, were you a big gamer before Fortnite? Oh, I've been a big gamer my whole life. My parents always tell me, you know, that you know, I I was like I had a video controller in my hand like when I was one year old. My uncles had like a you know the original Nintendo, and I would just grab their controller and like, sit in front of the TV and like just mash buttons, not knowing what I was doing. But I was into video games like when I was a baby. Right, right. So, and, and I'm I'm just like you. I mean, I share that same passion and love. Uh, what do you think for your son is, is, is Fortnite like the thing he talks about all the time? He wants to show you what's in the store. Like, what is it like with him as a seven-year-old? Oh man, it is exactly that. That's what he wants to, he wants to talk about what's in the item shop all the time. He wants to see what new dances they have. Like when he calls his grandparents, like we have grandparents, my wife's parents live close by. So he wants to show every time they come over, he wants to show them right away. When he calls my parents, my parents live like eight hours away, eight hour drive away. And when he talks to my parents, he like tell them, when you guys come visit us, this is what I'm going to show you in Fortnite. <laughs> like, he's like, we got this cool new skin. I got to show you when you get here. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I agree. It, it is. Uh, we're right there because like you said, he's seven months on six. So they're doing the exact same thing. Uh, and and I, I that's what I I actually I'll be honest with everybody out there like for me part of my love of Fortnite is seeing my son love it so much um, because you know just like every game for me I typically eventually can get like okay I'm ready to play something else or I'm ready to move on or I'm ready to do something else but like one of the things that continually keeps me in Fortnite is my son uh, I don't know about you I don't know if it affects how much you love Fortnite but for me it it changes every day because of him. One hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. Well, when you know you you've been through a couple of the podcasts. What is it about podcasting? Maybe not even just Fortnite, but for everybody out there, it's like thought about starting a a, a podcast before. What do you think has been some of the throughout your years some of the obstacles that you didn't expect when you started a podcast, or some things that you know you've even seen, especially with your Fortnite podcast that you didn't expect to happen or that, you know, you didn't expect when you started a podcast, like I'm going to have to figure this out or overcome this hurdle. Uh, well for me, really, I, you know, I went to school for audio, so I didn't, I'm not having any issues with that. For me, it was much more of finding an audience and how to keep that audience. And the reason why I started doing the daily Fortnite podcast, like I said, is because of consistency. Uh, right. I didn't, I didn't realize like, you know, if I didn't have a schedule, if I didn't keep a consistent schedule that, man, you would lose listeners like so quick because they'd be like, oh, well, you missed a week. So I, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm there. Yeah. 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 So no, I... that, that, that's just been the hardest part is trying to keep the audience. And then the, you know, I'm sure you, you feel this way, too. But for me, I have so many listeners listening to the podcast and then I'm trying to get them to come to all my other social medias. And it's like they trickle in here and there. I'm just like, Oh man, you guys tell me how much you love the show. And then, but you don't want to like follow my other stuff. Yeah. Like, come, come help me out over these other spots. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, and it's nothing against any of the listeners. It's just, it's, oh, it's no. really, it's really hard and difficult because, uh, I'm, you know, this isn't the first game that I've built a community in, uh, and, you know, focused around the game, obviously with, with us, you know, a lot of people go and support monsters content and what's going on over at monsters channel. But yeah, I mean, if you have, you know, anywhere from uh, in, in, in our show averages, you know, somewhere around like six, it, it depends who's on, on the show per week. But we, we, you know, we get as high as, you know, 10 to 15,000 downloads sometimes. Uh, and so, you know, whenever you see that and you're like, oh, that's awesome. Like that many people enjoyed the podcast this week. Uh, and then you think to yourself, okay, well, 
why will we told him to follow us on, on Twitter? And I got 2000 followers on Twitter. Right. Um, and it's really because, you know, I, you're trying to cross, uh, you know, cross pollinate per se, right. Of, of your, your, your community and use and use what you get one place to another. But what I found my, my biggest thing is what I found in, in podcasting is people that listen to podcasts aren't always your people that follow, you know, Twitter a lot or jump into Twitch a lot or even watch YouTube. Um, they're a lot like me, which I don't actually do a lot of those things myself either. And as I've stepped back and thought about it throughout the years, it's like, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts every day, at least, you know, at least one a day, uh, depending on my drive to work. And so, you know, those people, if they're like me, they're listening to podcasts and they're, they're going on, you know, they're doing something else there. When they get home, they have a busy family or a busy life or a busy job and they're not jumping on Twitter to follow me or jump it on Twitch. I think that was the weirdest thing for me to finally sit back and go, Oh, like, okay. That's why it's because I don't necessarily always do that stuff. And I'm expecting these listeners that also listen to podcasts all the time to do, to do something different. You know what I mean? And, and I think gaming as a whole is just a, a different beast, especially in podcasts. I mean, like you said, you did other podcasts. How different has gaming been for you? Cause I haven't done anything else, but gaming podcasts. How different has that been from the other types of podcasts you've done? Oh, well, it's, yeah, it's totally different just uh, because I didn't expect to get such a big audience, you know, right away when I started this podcast either. So like right away, like actually, because I, I hadn't listened to any Fortnite podcast. I'm like you. I listen to a ton of I listen to a ton of podcasts a day myself. I listen I listen to like anywhere from eight to 10 hours of podcasts a day, depending on how Ooh. long of a day at work I have. And then I also listen to everything on two times speed. So really, I'm listening to work anywhere from like 16 to 20 hours worth of content. You're the second person I've heard in the last week tell me they listen to podcasts at two times speed. Yeah, everything I listen to at two times speed. Why? <laughs> I just, because there's so many podcasts out there that I love. I, I, I got to listen to them, man. So, I, <laughs> so, I, so literally eight hours of podcasts, you're listening to actually 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I'll, a lot I'll, of pod. That's I'll, way I'll more podcasts long. than me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What, what, do you do, what do you do for your full-time job? Uh, my full-time job, I'm a, I'm a mail carrier. I deliver the mail. Oh, well, that's perfect for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's awesome. Yeah. That, for me, I just have a long commute, so that's when I, that's when I consume most of mine. Yeah, that's Anyways, how it carry on. The, the differences. Oh, yeah. So uh, the difference uh, there uh, was, you know, for, 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 for this one, I have to do, like, I felt the pressure right away to, like, actually be playing Fortnite a whole lot. I was like, oh, man, like, I did not expect this many people to be listening because my other podcasts, like I would get a couple dozen listeners. So this one right away, I was like the, the first episode I put thousand. out. Yeah. Well, yeah, well just the first episode I had, had what had a couple hundred, like the first day I put it out, I was like, Oh, Whoa. Like, you know, yeah. after doing like this a year long, I, I, cause I did the football podcast about for like a year and that one had, like I said, a couple dozen. So I was like, Oh wow. Like I really need to be on top of my game. Like I got to take this serious. Like <laughs> otherwise people are going to call me a fraud and, you know, not what I'm doing. So that's, that's been the big difference for me is like really making sure that I'm on top of uh podcast and which means I got to play as much Fortnite as I can. And, you know, like you said, being, uh, you, you know, you work, your father, you're a husband, you only get so much time, but I got it. Like, I always try to find some time of day every day so I can play some that way. I'm actually up to date and know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, and I agree. And I think that goes back to your point of like, you know, being able to have a podcast you could manage in your life, right? And I think that goes for any content you do. 
you got to figure out how, if you're going to do content, you, what you said, you got to be consistent and then you got to figure out, does it fit for you? Right now I, I do a once a week podcast for the show, particularly because that's what fits for me and monster every week, right? Is a, is a once a week podcast. That's about an hour long, almost every time. Um, but recently I kicked off my YouTube channel and I'm going to do videos. I said on my intro in my welcome video, I'm going to do as much as I can, but I'm really shooting for like every other day. Um, and the reason why I did that is because I've done podcasts so long and I, and I feel like I love this podcast and this community so much that I don't want to just go do another podcast. So like people have been asking me, are you going to start an apex podcast? Right? Like I can't tell you the number of emails and listeners that have literally inquired from us. Like, are you going to do a, an apex podcast? And I'm like, I'm not. And, and as tempting as it is to give everybody the content that they enjoy, I'm like, I'm going to put that content somewhere else. So I'm actually doing that stuff. I'm talking about Apex more so on my YouTube channel, but I'm doing kind of what your mentality, I'm doing like short, like eight minute or less videos about the latest news and updates going on in Apex. But it really just comes down to, for me, like, like what you said, man, you got to find something that you enjoy and you keep doing and that you can fit into your schedule. Yeah, totally. So, because I'm actually like you where and you, we just talked about you talked about my background in gaming and I love all types of games and I've been actually wanting to do uh, other content around other games. And uh, when I originally started podcasts, like I wanted to do a whole bunch of different ones. Obviously, I don't have the time for that. But, you know, now that I've gotten into the the Fortnite one has done really has been really successful. I want to do other gaming stuff now. Right. And I'd like to do that, you know, a variety of stuff on YouTube. But that is actually one thing that I have found with the Fortnite podcast already that I'm doing so much time in the Fortnite. <laughs> and, you know, with the limited time amount I have each day, yeah. I don't have as much time as I would like to make other content that I want to do for like a variety of different games. Like I think I started one for Red Dead Redemption 2. And then I did like two videos and then I haven't had time to play it since. So I'm just like, <laughs> oh, man, like, Bummer. Like I want to do all the content. Same, same. I've been there too. I think it, it's tough, man. I, 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 uh, you know, I admire Monster. Every week we get to talk because, like, he's, you know, he's streaming and he's doing YouTube and he has this podcast and he does, you know, a lot of shoutcasting. But like, that's his full time job, right? Like, that's what he does for a full time job. And I, I admire him a lot. Um, you know, and, and and I wish if I could go back before I had kids, I probably would have like done the same type of thing, right? Just gone for it. Cause that's what he did. He just went for it and he was able to make it. And I think it's hard, man. You know, a lot of people don't talk about this, but it's, it's really hard as a father and a husband. Um, and, and to, to get there, right. When you have a career or you have a job and you're used to certain income and like making the jump to a full-time content creator is a tough thing. Uh, especially a podcast. Cause we both know podcasts don't generate a lot of money. No, right? like, no. <laughs> it just it doesn't happen. I mean, you could get a very special sponsor if you wanted to, but even like we, you know, we had DeSerto that sponsored us for so, so long and we, we weren't making like money. Like we weren't like bringing in the dough where I could like quit my job and you know, um, they paid us a little bit to, to do each episode and put their name on it and put it on their site, but that was it. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot. Um, and now that's gone, right? And we really just do this because we love it. And that's why I jumped in it. And that's why you jumped in it, right? You love you love the game, like you said, and you love the community and you love the listeners. And, and that's why we keep doing this stuff. And, uh, you know, it, I think it's, it, it. what gets me is when people are like, I'm going to start a podcast. And I see these people saying they're going to do a podcast and all this stuff. It's like, I admire that. Like, do it. But man, it's, to me, it's way more difficult than I thought it was going to be. What about you? Do you, do you I mean, 
like throughout your years have you found obviously you're way faster at it now right you can edit something you can put something together a lot quicker than you could when you first started oh yeah for sure and like you said i you know i I have no problem as and now that i've been doing it for almost a year now i got the flow of it down so i can i can record it um get everything set to go and record and then upload it right after I'm done recording and be set to go. And like you said, I get a lot of people who tell me they want to start a podcast. I'm telling, and like I said, man, you got to be consistent. You got to be willing to not have a big audience. And if it's something you're really passionate about, just talk about it with passion. And eventually, you know, you will, your audience will grow. You might like, I didn't get lucky until this Fortnite podcast. Like when I was doing the football podcast, I, I did that one for a long time just because I love football so much. And then when I was doing wrestling, uh, you know, I probably would still be doing a wrestling one, but that was one I didn't want to do by myself. Uh, I wanted to do it with someone. I was doing it with my wife and it was just hard with the, uh, you know, again, work, <laughs> you know, yeah. kids yeah. And, and scheduling that around. So uh, this one is easy for me to schedule in to my time of day. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, y- you got to be willing to be consistent. And if you're not going to get the listeners right away, you just, if you, if you're actually passionate about it and you just keep going, people will come. They, they'll notice if you're putting out good content. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that goes, like I said, for anybody that's doing any content, like stay consistent and keep going, find something you're passionate about, find something you love and, uh, and you'll definitely get there. And mentioning that, I mean, obviously one guy that showed that throughout the Fortnite career, we've seen it happen was Ninja, right? He, he rose up from, being uh you know just a normal streamer per se or a pro that played in halo and then you know kind of came around and, and and played you know PUBG and played uh you know a number a number of games throughout his career and then he comes over to fortnite and i don't know if you if you know this part of the story but basically one day he told the stream like if you want me to keep playing this game you gotta support me they support him and then all of a sudden he becomes who we know him as today right like the ninja um, and I think he's had a great impact on our, I don't, I don't know about you, but does your son like absolutely love Ninja? Cause mine loves him. Like he, he thinks he hung the moon. I, you know, my son is aware of Ninja and watches him with me sometimes, but he's, he's just more of my son is a little bit like, he just likes looking at all the stuff in Fortnite, but he does, <laughs> he does like Ninja, but he, I don't think he's a hundred percent really aware of like exactly how big Ninja oh, is. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously with me, like I've, I've, I've had the chance to go to these different events, right. And esports events and some of the other Fortnite things. And so I've got to meet Tyler and I've got to meet Dr. Lupo. So my son is heavily addicted to like, when I go to these things to get them to like, give him a little video or call him or whatever. So I've got to do it. So he's super obsessed with these guys. Okay. Um, and, and I think it's good. Like, I think overall, you know, take what you want from any of these public figures that have come in Fortnite. I think the majority of them have been great positive influences, right? I think obviously seeing Dr. Lupa raise over a million dollars, right. For, for, uh, St. Jude's last year was an incredible thing to show what was so good for gaming. Uh, ninja ninja doing you know jumping in that as well like him and ninja sold shirts made like three hundred fifty thousand dollars right for cancer which is it's just incredible um but you know i think ninja showed a a great aspect last year of who he was in gaming and and created this great name for himself and a lot of people loved him especially kids around the world um and then they had this kids choice gaming awards lately i don't know if you're familiar with this but Keemstar, how I saw this, actually, I didn't even know till Keemstar tweeted it out. And Keemstar ended up slamming this this streamer or or content creator called SSS Snipe Wolf. 
Um, and come to find out, like a lot of her gameplay she puts out there was fake. <laughs> and she ended up winning this Kids Choice Award gaming award over Ninja. And I thought it was so awkward because I I mean, do you know who SSS Snipe Wolf is? You know, so I have heard the name. I've I've seen her name on Twitch and everything. I don't really follow her or watch her stuff. Uh, I'm at least aware of her. But yeah, I, I felt the same way as you. It was kind of when I saw that I was like, oh, that is kind of odd that Ninja didn't win this. I, I, everybody knows who Ninja is. And I definitely don't know a lot of people who know who Sniper Wolf is. But, you know, I kind of like Keemstar said, you know, it's this Kids Choice Gaming Award. You know, a lot of these award shows are kind of a joke. They just it's true yeah you know he did he said that yeah he's like this, this proves the point that it's kind of a joke I, I, it was just an odd title for me i wanted to bring it up because like for me I, like if i think okay the last 12 months if my if if i took a if i took a group of 100 kids and i said tell me the best gamer in the world i have a feeling i would hear like a lot of ninjas maybe some dr lupos right like you know some of these big names maybe like maybe a few kids would know tifu right mm-hmm. like like I, I feel like most of them though would still say ninja like if i took a cra- if i took a poll of a hundred kids i feel like the majority of them that you know, kids that know gaming at all would say ninja oh so it was just, sure. and maybe maybe five would say snipe wolf i don't know I, i've never seen her content i've never seen my son watch her content so maybe that maybe that maybe that's what maybe i'm out of the mix here maybe i'm just getting too old mike maybe that's my problem I don't know. Maybe we are, but like I said, I, I, I'm only aware of her. I don't, I don't really know any of her content, so I don't know how good she could be doing out there. So I, yeah, same kind of way. If I got awkward, I don't know if you saw the little video of her getting the award too. I felt that was even awkward. It was like, she yeah. looked like she was kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like she, yeah, like she was... might've known herself that like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she had a few friends vote for her. I don't know. I don't know what that panel's like, but they need to reevaluate recount. That's what we're, that's what I'm yelling. Recount. Go. Uh, you know, one thing that is definitely also, uh, buzzing around and, 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 and drawing some eyes, I guess you could say, um, is some other big names like Nick Merckx, right? Uh, Nick Merckx actually uh, replied to an email from Bizzle. And if anybody follows competitive, we've talked about him a few times on the show. He's been on the show. Uh, you know, most winning, winning full player, as I guess is how you say it, winning full, winningest. I don't know. Uh, player in, in Fortnite tournaments. Um, you know, he just passed Tifu and prize win money. I think when they were at Katowice, um, he he basically tweeted out online tournament. Bizzle tweets out online tournaments with money. Cool idea. Too bad these games are terrible and not competitive at all. These games are a joke. Save the money for something actually entertaining. Now, I I love Bizzle and I love the Ghost franchise a ton. Like I love these guys. They have supported me so much. But man, Bizzle, like these are some harsh words. Like they're like the word terrible right is 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 a very strong word and like uh you know saying that these games are a joke maybe not so much and, and that that's my initial opinion and then nick Marks comes back and responds come on b they're slinging a hundred million dollars this year ain't ain't breaking the bank with a few hundred k online tournaments before cup qualifiers some new games snag a few bucks we get some online tournament practice. Why complain? And I got 100% agree with that. I mean, come on. Because I mean, I'm the same with you. I love that ghost org. I love Bizzle. He's so good. Whenever I watch him, I my mind is blown. He's so amazingly good. But 
come on, man, you got to tone it down some. I mean, it's not like you're, it's not, they're not taking money out of your pocket. And a lot of players are getting a chance. You know, it's, I, I, I watched the Black Heart Cup this weekend, yesterday, and today as much as I could. And, you know, there's some names out there who got a chance to, especially the way that they're doing the presentation for the Black Heart Cup now, they're actually jumping yeah. into games. So there's a lot of names who people don't know that are getting a chance to shine now because they're jumping in fifth circle where all that, where all the action is. And so a lot of these people are, you know, getting a chance to get their name out there just by showing up on the Fortnite stream. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I definitely agree. I, my initial take if I was a friend of his, like a close mentor to him, should I say? I hope I'm a friend of his. But if I was a close mentor to Bizzle, I'd just say like, man, if if you don't enjoy it, don't play it right now, right? Like if you don't feel it's a competitive level for you and you feel like it's a joke, just don't worry about it. Like just, you know, go go play some scrims, go enjoy something else. You don't have to play these, right? These aren't, these aren't what's going to get you into the World Cup, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, if you, if you want to enjoy it, you can, if not, you don't have to. And I'm with Nick, like, dude, they're giving away a hundred million. You've made a ton of money off the game. A couple hundred K online tournaments aren't going to affect anybody, even if they're completely crap garbage turnout. Like at the end of the day, like there's no reason to complain about it, right? Just let it, just let it be. And this, this brings me to a point. I was listening to, uh, the DeSoto talk show uh, with my friend Richard Lewis. And he was, he, he's it, like, if you love esports at all, go listen to the show. I'm, I'm not like promoting something that's DeSoto because I work for them freelance stuff or anything. Like, literally, Richard Lewis is a fantastic interviewer. If you know anything about esports, he's been around forever. But he interviews like big names as far as like, uh, uh, like CEOs of esports companies, things like that. He was talking to the one of the co owners of Team Liquid. And they were actually asking about like comments. He was talking about comments that pro players make for their org. And the guy from Liquid said, it's kind of our job duty to teach these young adults how to talk and how to voice their opinion in a public matter that's actually treated like actually PR related, right? And I feel like a lot of times, especially in the Fortnite community right now, there's a lot of young, young people. And it's fantastic. Like Fortnite's opened doors for like communities that would never have gotten a chance. And I'm not saying this about Bizzle particularly, but this leads me to the bigger conversation of like, you know, Bizzle saying something like it's a joke and it's terrible to overall pros complaining about the game constantly. And it's fine to complain a little bit and give constructive criticism. Yes, the game will get better. I get all that argument. But at the end of the day, like, I think it's also due to some of these orgs. Like they got to step back and go, hey, man. Before you tweet out your emotional stuff all the time, let's step back and think about it. I mean, I don't know. You're on Twitter a lot, Mike. What do you? How do you feel about it? You, I'm the same way. Well, so, and the, you made a good point here. If you were a if you were a mentor, and if if that's what the guy from Liquid said, yeah, these guys just need to be mentored a little bit uh, because you know I'm in my early 30s now. And if I was Bizzle's age, if I was uh, Poach's, yeah. that's another guy I see complaining all the time on Twitter. If I was these guys, if I was 19, 20 years old, I'd be the same way. I probably would still have that mindset where like, man, everything I have to think is, is a hundred percent the way. Especially when you're that big, you give that big of a voice. Yeah. Yeah. But when you get in your thing, just kind of realize like, yeah, you know what? I can think about these things a little bit before (laughs) I put these things out. And, you know, maybe not everything I have to say is 
the way and the truth, you know, like <laughs> put some yeah. bit more thought into it before you get it out there. You know how many times I write a tweet or I respond to a tweet that I don't send it? Like it happens every day, Mike. Like, cause I, I'm a salty dude. Like I can get super salty. I, I like to say my opinion because I, 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 you know, even though I know most of the time it doesn't matter. But like I, I want I, I so so many times I reply to these tweets and I reply to emails and stuff like that and I just delete it. I don't respond, right? Because sometimes saying nothing is better than saying something. Uh and, and I'm with you. Like I I just I feel like because of how young the community is, it, 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 they as a whole, and I say they, I mean the Fortnite competitive community, the pros, if they keep this up, it's like it gives a bad name, right, to, to the pro scene overall from an outside perspective. And I was talking to somebody today, I was talking to my buddy Low Tech, who's been a listener of the show for a long time, and we were playing games together today, and he said... Really, the reason here is because Fortnite has done su- Epic has done such a good job of listening to the community that everybody thinks that they actually care every time they say something. Yeah, I think that is uh, a big part of it because uh, Epic does do a good job of, you know, listening to the community, and you know, they don't always get the fixes out right away, but they do a pretty quick turnaround compared to. I mean, again, as a guy in my early thirties, you know back in the day you might yeah. wait months for some sort of update on the game so to me yeah. they, they're just them out and those guys are working hard it's not like you're going to say something and they're instantly going to have it done for you because you said it you know like some of these things take time and people because i'll see people constantly complain you know a couple every hour so like how come something hasn't been done about this yet well we give them time it it's work it's not like you know it's not like taking planes out of the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a hard, I mean, look, if we go back to our, our initial conversation about our kids, the game makes money because of those people, because of people like our kids, uh, people like, you know, fathers like us that are playing with their kids. It actually doesn't make a whole lot of money off the pro scene. I mean, the, the pro scene is a very small portion. I've said this before, a very small portion of, what makes Fortnite popular, right? And so, oh. telling telling people to take planes out and complaining, complaining, complaining about planes, is it going to get them taken out? Because all the kids really like them. Like people were enjoying them for the most part until about halfway through the season, or a little bit past it, right? And then it became so. And and, and I just use that as an example of like complaints overall. Like I, I'm with you. Like it, it takes time. I do agree with Low Tech, and he's like the reason why people say so much stuff is because Epic does listen so much. And I think we take that for granted sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I mean, one thing I hope they do listen to is as they do these invites and that as they do the invite system, I I'm actually with a lot of these pro girls. And I don't know if you know this, there's actually a pro Fortnite women's discord. Did you know that? I, I have, this is something I've heard of as well. I follow quite a few of, uh, you know, Fortnite, uh, female streamers uh yeah. and so i i've you know i'm aware of these things obviously i'm not in that because i am not a female myself but i am aware of it <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely i mean there's a lot of awesome awesome content creators that i've met and i know of or i've seen uh, that are part of this and it i mean they're level compet they could all beat me let's be honest most of them could beat me and that's i mean and i, I feel like i've played the game quite a bit right i've, I've had i've had a ton of wins I have a ton of time in the game uh, and they could slay me and they could slay a lot of these pros that I've seen 
pros i put in quotations right of people that like say on their twitter free mm-hmm. agent pro right but like this week there was a there's an interesting conversation i hope to follow us up next week I'm, I'm actually gonna be reaching out so if you guys are listening i'm gonna be reaching out to some of the pro girl streamers if you guys have suggestions for people that i should get on the show next week let me know i'm gonna get invites this week but this week it was a controversial thing that was said um and basically a guy named trick uh fn he's a uh free agent pro from what I understand, or he might be signed, but, uh, he had a controversial tweet incoming. He said, and it said no female pro Fortnite player is, is at pro level, right? So no female Fortnite player is pro level. Uh, he went on to say, obviously females can be as good as males as they are in many things, but currently I don't see any females that have the grounds to call themselves professional players. I think females face an entirely different set of obstacles in this community that in general have held them back from getting to the same level of practice any man can get. Example, girl applies to join the Fortnite the FNPL, which is the Fortnite Pro League team, Discord, essentially, and gets absolutely clowned and never given a chance. Now, I agree with almost every single statement he has. Actually, I probably agree with every statement he has talking about how difficult it is for a woman to be able to compete in this. Um, And Elektra had some things to say. And if you follow Fortnite at all, you have to know Elektra has been a very vocal, very competitive player in all of this. Um, And she goes on to say, uh, this is, uh, you know, she says all this stuff, but basically uh, the ones I want to read is she said, this is the last thing I'll say about this. I wasn't, she wasn't trying to be negative. She basically goes on and talks about how there's there hasn't been invites given to the the players that are very competitive on the female side. They've been given to more of the content creator entertainers. And it wasn't like a negative thing she was saying. She was just saying that, hey, look, the the competitive players that are females haven't got invites to all these invitationals, right? To to all the things that a lot of the male players have gotten invited to over the past year. And she said, I did not mean uh I did not at all mean to hurt feelings of the girls who did those opportunity, who got those opportunities, but I understand how it came off. I genuinely apologize to anyone I hurt world uh, worlds is an open event. So I hope to see more girls qualify and do well. And I actually really agree. And this is why I want to bring this up is I don't know about you. The two things I'm most excited about this year about Fortnite is number one, seeing some young kid girl or male male or female, rise up that's like 14 15 years old and just slaughter these people right. that that are for, that are like signed pro players like to me it would be so entertaining it would be so great to see um i don't know if it'll happen because i think there is i think there is an obstacle that you have to cross as a pro player to have the opportunity to play in these scrim matches that these games become at the end having that practice definitely means something but who knows might be some kid grinding out scrims out there on a lower discord or something that you know, is just going to slaughter people away. I think we saw at the secret skirmish. What was his name? Um, butter. Oh yeah. <laughs> butter. Remember he comes out of nowhere and like very decent played very well. Um, but I also hope to see like some of these females that have been grinding away like Electra have this opportunity. Um, and not not because I just want to see a girl do good. Right. Like I, I feel like that's such a bad connotation of like, you know, like, uh, you know, let this be a powerful movement for girls to have. No, I want to do it just because like, I want it to stop having this barrier, just like we do with like black and white, right. Or any race 
crossover is the same way with male and female to me. Like my son will never hopefully ever understand the difficulties or struggles that you know, race ever occurred, right? Like he doesn't look at a African-American child in his, gl- in his class and be like, oh, that guy's African-American, right? He, like to him, it's just another kid. Yeah. And I, ho- I hope we get to the same situation in gaming where it's like, this girl's on a COD team and it's like, it's not like, Oh, it's a girl on a COD team or it's a girl on a Fortnite team. It's like, Oh man, she's super good. Like Electra's nailing it. Right. Like you just talk about her. Like we talk about Tifu. You know what I mean? Like that's how my feeling is about it. What about you? No, I feel the same way. I feel like there is a lot of really good, uh, female pros out there. And, uh, I mean, for example, uh, who was it? I, uh, Tina Ray's and Maddie's son a couple weeks yeah. ago, the original, uh, gauntlet cup they did they they ranked in like the top 10 in the finals and i'm like what what's this guy talking about i mean there there's already girls out here females out here who are they're already slaying uh maybe there's not as many but as you said that not a lot of them have been given as many chances uh but that i mean to me that's just like well that just goes to show how good these girls are because they haven't been given as many chances yet they're they're able to rise up through the ranks yeah no i i absolutely agree i, I think I mean, I'm not sure what the struggle's been as far as like the invitational stuff and what's going on. I, I know as a whole, Fortnite at the beginning, a lot of the inv- invites were based on like, you know, good content creators that have big followings. And that's that's not anybody necessarily trying to do anything bad. It's just like, that's how marketing works, right? That's how like you publicize a game more, you know, you get, you get the big name and faces there. Um, any of these, I will say this, the one thing that any of these people could have been in is any of these people could have gone to PAX and any of them could have waited in the line at five o'clock in the morning and play. Like it would, they all could have done that. Um, and I, I was there and I actually don't remember. And please someone tell me if, if I'm wrong, I don't remember any girls at that event. None of them. I don't remember any in line. I don't remember. I, and I could be wrong, but I, I don't remember. And I was there, and of course, it's been months, and I've slept a lot since then. <laughs> right. But I, I don't remember, and I, I, now if I go back, man, I wish some of them would have shown up. Now, I was chilling with, there was a, a couple girls that were content creators that were in the audience that I spoke with and hung out with at PAX, but I, I don't think they competed at all. Uh, Lulu was there. Um, she was there, and she didn't compete. I wish she would have. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think any of them did. And I, I really hope that Worlds, like Electra says, like Worlds is open event, man. I can't wait to see what happens. I like, know, I same here. I just overall, just in general, like you said, dude, that it could be anybody that goes out there, whether it's, you know, man, woman, uh, you know, like you said, it could be uh, a kid, you know, because they're letting kids play as young as 13. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. overall to see what could happen. And, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for anybody at this point. I mean, I just wanted to see, I'm excited for anybody who's able to, make it that far you know yeah it's it's always i told my son the other day he's we're watching um ncaa basketball right march madness and he's like dad who are we going for what color a team right because for him it's always like what color blue jersey white jersey whatever <laughs> right and uh you know i always t- i told him the other day i tried to explain to him the whole underdog story right like i don't really care about either one of these teams so i'm gonna go for the one that's ranked lower because i'd like to see the upset and and so I, I'm kind of the same way in all sports for me, same. like if it's not my team, like if it's not my local Dallas team or a college team that I really like, like if it's not that team, then I'm going for the underdog. And 
and Fortnite, like I don't, I don't have, I don't have anything, you know, it, it, I don't, I don't have anything on the table. So for me, it is the underdog. Like I want to see that young kid. I want to see that, that girl that rises up and is like, just smacks these dudes down and like, look, mm-hmm. we are all the same. I, you know, we can all play equally. Uh, yeah. Or a 13 year old kid, you know, that's been grinding away. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere and he's like, "Yeah, I should have been getting millions this whole time, <laughs> right? Like, right?" That that's what I want to. And and what's so crazy about Fortnite as a whole is like, even with Bizzle, like this has changed people's lives. This game has literally changed people's lives. It changed our life from content creation. We're here. We met, you know, because we both do podcasting and we both love podcasting and we both love Fortnite and we got like. Just how it brings people together is what's so incredible to me. And I hope that this barrier, like it just brings more people together um, on this topic. So, uh, you know, one thing that we can both be excited about as well is the patch of 8.11. We get the Flint knock pistol that comes out. Impulse nades are back and the baller spawns half the amount they you uh, they used to which is kind of sad to be honest with you from my perspective but i'm sure pros are loving it cuz uh, i saw some of the in games with all the ballers and that <laughs> that is just funny right, uh, yeah did you catch nick a30 killing somebody with one did you see that uh, i didn't see that one i love nick a30 so no i'm surprised i i missed that one yeah he literally does it. you know how he always challenges himself to do something you know, that like just is unbelievable in any other aspect. And so he was literally trying to get to the end game and kill somebody by just running into them with the baller. <laughs> and he did it. He actually pulled it off and it was, it was quite phenomenal. But uh, let's jump into this patch real quick. The 8.11 patch. Uh, we got the, the Flint knock pistol uh, available in common and uncommon rarities found in, in floor loot uh, knocks, knocks back the shooter you can also use the knock uh, back the target as well, right? Your target. The closer you are, the farther you knock away. The shorter uh, the uh, the shooter can crouch to prevent the knockback, uh, which is kind of a tip there for everybody that didn't know. Close range damage, eighty six and, and ninety for uh, common and uncommon rarities. Um, I think this is a really entertaining um, item, right? And this is what always I think I love about Fortnite is we get to see these crazy items that you can't see in any other game. Cause they just don't fit right. Like apex can't go ahead and drop back a, a, a knockback pistol. Cause it just wouldn't make sense or impulse nades for the right. most part. Right. Um, and maybe, maybe a little more, maybe I'm, maybe I'm jumping the gun too much for apex, but you know, like uh, uh PUBG, it wouldn't make more sense in, in no. those games. Um, have you got a chance to play with this at all? Uh, you know, a, a little bit, uh, I do enjoy it. Like you said, it's a fun, it's a fun item to have. Uh, you know, like you gave a little tip already. Another little tip is that it does negate fall damage. So it doesn't matter how far hard, uh, how high you're falling from. If you just shoot that thing off, <laughs> you, you're not going to take the fall damage. So that's yeah. a nice thing about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fun little thing. And it, that is another reason why I love Fortnite and going back, you know, with the pushback from pros as well too, is that, you know, I love these types of things just because, yeah, it is different from anything you're going to see in any other game. And that's why I like to watch Fortnite, whether it's just for casual or competitive. I like seeing these things even in competitive just for the fact of like, you never know what can happen in a match. It's not something you're going to go, okay, I'm going to go watch this game. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen next. And then this is going to happen. Like It's like any, any crazy, insane thing could happen because of these types of items. Yeah, in the plays that happen though at the pro level with an item like this are why I love pro Fortnite. Like, right. 
I don't know if you've seen, uh, there's a clip out there. I think it's Jayomok. He's like in Tilted Towers and he shoots it at the ground and just, you know, flies in the air and does a crazy phase snipe shot, right? And kills the guy. Like, mm-hmm. but what's so fun to see, like how they use these items, uh, just like we've seen them use impulse nades before they were taken out. Now they're back in. And I love seeing, uh, these items that are so crazy. But like you said, the, the tricks, like the tip, like it negates fall fall down fall damage right so like you can as you're falling down shoot the ground and it pushes you back up and then all of a sudden you can keep engaging in that fight and not have taken that fall damage not have died and because fortnite is such a build you know build off high ground type of gameplay and we always see somebody trying to get down to the low ground die i love these type of items right and uh i think it's a little more easier to to time than an impulse nade trying to hit the ground which is nice but i my problem with this to be honest with you is i can't find it enough you know, actually, you're right. I, I have, you know, even though it comes in common and uncommon, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not finding this uh, very often either. I'm like, where are these things? If they're in the game, I'm not finding them. Yeah, I just don't, I just haven't found them enough, to be honest with you. I've only got my hands on them a couple of times, and I just haven't found them enough. Uh, I Hopefully, they'll, you know, they, they decreased the uh, baller spawn, as I mentioned. Hopefully, they'll increase the, the flint knockback pistol spawn soon uh maybe that maybe that's coming in the next update we don't know about yet um the uh the you know like i mentioned impulse nades come back obviously a lot of fun unvaulted that's that's the thing i love when items become vaulted and unvaulted i think me and monster talked about this a few weeks ago but like to me it keeps the game fresh oh yeah definitely i i that's another thing as a viewer of you know like i said even in competitive that it's fresh it's not it's not the same thing that I'm going to be watching. You know, there's other games that I've been a big fan of uh, competitive-wise that after a while, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, like, I know what to expect every time I watch this. So, and then you you fall off of watching it. And with Fortnite, you know, here I am, you know, a year later of also making, not just watching, but also making content. And I am not tired of it at all because it's like, you know, stuff goes away and then it comes back and yeah. changes things. And it just, it's, that's what's fun to me about it. One of the other great things that I've said a couple of times that I love about Fortnite is all this creative stuff they're doing involving the community. I mean, what better way, right, to have ideas than hit up the millions of players that you have besides the incredible office and staff they have that have obviously thought up of some great things. Uh, you can get a lot more ideas out of millions of people. And they have this creative featured content. I don't know if you guys know about this. I'm sure... Red, if you're listening, you know about this since you you're the one in our community that's literally created so many things. And if you guys have some uh, things you have created as well, make sure you tweet them at us. Me and Monster, uh, even Mike, I know that we love to see this stuff. Uh, we'd love to you know retweet your stuff and post it as much as we can. Uh, but uh, they said uh, they had a new thing come out on the 19th of March. A little it's called uh, Creative Featured Content. So it said, Fortnite creators, the creative community has grown with tremendous haste these past few months. And with the amount of amazing content in the ecosystem, we're excited to present an official way to submit your content directly to Epic for review. Now is your chance to be featured in the game. So like literally, guys, go here. You can submit your content. Uh, I don't know if you saw the one, was it last week? I think it was last week. It was the big skull face that was on the block. Do you remember that oh, one, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I went in there. That was so cool, man. That was such a cool uh, block. Like, I absolutely loved it. I was actually playing with Red, a guy that develops a lot of stuff in our community, and he was like, 
just the creativity and he's so creative, but then he sees this creativity too. And he's like, Oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. Do you, do you, have you enjoyed the block Mike? Do you guys like going to that? Do you drop there ever? Oh yeah. Every, every time there's a new block, I at least got to drop there a couple times to check it out just to see what it's like, because obviously some of these are so detailed that, you know, obviously the people who are getting chosen, they're putting in a lot of work to get these done. And I think it, you know, Hours, you should definitely man. go, you got to go check them out because they're, they're fun to look at. They're fun to run around in. Uh, you know, there's some that I've liked more than others, but you know, overall, I mean, I've liked them all just to see it, just the idea that somebody out there in the community came up with this and it's in the game. Like that is such an awesome thing that they're doing. Uh, then they also released on the 21st. So like two days later is if, if that's not enough that you can now submit your stuff a certain way. That way they actually look at it. Uh, Cause I know that that's hard, right? All the people that were trying to get noticed and now they actually have a way to do that. Then they go ahead and release the creative LTM uh, LTM creator contest. So like literally it says Fortnite creators were excited to announce the LTM creator contest for the very first time in Fortnite, we're featuring a limited time mode that was that was fully developed within creative by a community creator. This is your chance to take your game idea to the next level. Millions of players will be jumping and playing and playing your game just as they have with the epic made LTM, such as Team Rumble and 50 versus 50. This excites me, Mike. Like you were saying, you play with your son, uh, Team Rumble or uh, yeah, Team Rumble today. Um I love going in creative with my son and we'll do like the, the crazy things. Like I, there, there was one for a while that was, uh, uh, what was that called? It was like where car, like ATKs were falling down and, um, uh, uh, the four wheelers were falling down. Everything was falling down, like down this hill and you had to get on one and get up the hill. I forget. It's like avalanche or something like that, but it was a really cool mode. And I, I love going into these modes and find out, and I'm really excited to see, what game modes actually become LTMs. Yeah, yeah, me too, actually. And uh, I haven't spent as much time in the creative as I would like to, um, but I am always really excited to see the different things that come out in there. And uh, I'm excited, again, another chance for people in the community to actually get one of their creations added in as an LTM. I mean, that is so cool. It's so amazing. Um, But yeah, I'd like to spend more time in the creative, but again, with the whole, you know, time constraints, like, playing with my son yeah yeah uh, yeah. to do team rumble and then when i do my own game time i'm usually playing the regular game modes because i actually i'm like okay finally i get to play some of the regular game modes <laughs> but right right um but yeah the the, the the creative stuff i've seen is all really creative and i you know there's there's just ideas i've seen people put out there in the Fortnite community that i'm like okay wow now now you actually have a chance to go and make that yourself and it could actually be in the game yeah yeah the things that people come up with continually blow my mind continually blow my mind. and speak of that i have a tip here uh that i want to talk about real quick before we get out of here our tips and tricks section that actually is a tip that i was like okay that's super creative that actually blows my mind you ask do we have tips of course and do we have tricks oh yes we do so listen up all right so a tip and trick this week mike comes from Strugs FN, uh, and I believe he's a player for low key esports. Um, anyways, Strugs drops this little video, and and you know, we've been hearing about the baller and all this, all this, you know, hate per se or or or, or frustration for the pro players with the baller at the end game. And literally, he's like, he tweets out, it's like, 
stop complaining, just carry boogie bombs. And he shows a clip of him throwing boogie bombs at a baller and the guy jumping out at him, just slaughtering this dude. And I was like, mind blown for a second. Like, I, I didn't even think about this, but have you, have you happened to see this happen at all? Yeah, I have seen this happen. And, you know, it's, it's a feature that's been, you know, in all the vehicles in the past. So it makes sense uh, that I, I don't know why people didn't think of it faster but yeah it's 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 been in there and it's something you can do and uh, and then as soon as you hit them with that disco they're they're boogie dancing and they don't have any way to counter you either so boom just take care of them that way dude that's funny you said that i forgot that this even affected other vehicles yeah like, th this has been you're right this has been in there forever as long as boogie bombs have been in the game uh and atks i think atks are the first vehicle weren't they i think yeah, ATKs. That are, sounds right yeah yeah, so ever since ATKs came out, you're right. This has been a feature. I didn't even I didn't even think about that. So yeah, carry boogie bombs, people. Don't <laughs> don't don't just pass those up. They have a lot more. I remember a time when boogie bombs would just get passed up. People just wouldn't carry them. Uh, and yeah. I remember, I think it was like you used to only be able to carry one boogie bomb at a time back when it first launched. Right. And then they started letting you stack them. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, here you go. Here's a use for boogie bombs. And yep. yeah, I I actually tweeted that monster. I was like. I'm using this for the next uh, next tips and tricks because it's a great. But you're right, Mike. This has been around forever. Yeah, not, yeah. this is not new news. Mike, right yeah. here, already holding it down. He already knows. Yeah, no, I think I did see that uh, video or that tweet that you're talking about from Strugs FN. But yeah, it was something that's been there for a while. And then I don't know if you saw in the patch notes too the impulse grenades. You got to use those too. They the they they increased the the effect that impulse grenades have on the baller like by like 344 percent so it's going to send those ballers flying if you use an impulse grenade on them do will impulse stick to a baller i don't think they stick to the baller you have to you know time it right and have it hit the ground and then it'll send it flying but i don't think it sticks have to we, it. i haven't, I haven't have actually had it i'm trying to think have we had an item there's not an item that sticks besides c4 right is there an item well, other than the clingers, no. The C4 and then the I would clingers. love, dude, how awesome would it be if, like, impulses stuck to things? Like, and you could stick them to people, stick them to ballers. <laughs> right. That's like, it would be it. so crazy, dude. Yeah, they're already a ton of fun to see. Like you said, when the, when the pros get their hands on these things, you know, if you could, act, if the pros could actually stick people with them and see what you could do with that or stick vehicles with them, yeah, I'm sure it would be seeing oh. all kinds of crazy content. Come on, Fortnite. If you're listening, please bring us something sticky that makes people impulse around. It would be so awesome. Oh, Mike, man, thank you so much for joining me this week, man. I really appreciate it, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening and for tuning in. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave some comments on Podbean. You can send all your complaints right to monster at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. Mike, people aren't sending him enough complaints. I guess they don't have a lot to complain about, which is nice. Uh, tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show Mike tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week boss uh, well you know I'm uh, got the daily Fortnite podcast same thing you can find it anywhere you're you know doing podcasts Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Stitcher all that good stuff uh, you know I'm Mike Daddy M-M-M-I-K-E-D-A-D-D-Y over on uh, on Twitter Twitch YouTube it's the same on all those places uh, you know, I got the daily Fortnite Discord too. If you guys want to come hang out there, you know, I'm, I'm family friendly, so uh, you know, come in there and hang out with us. Be 
be cool yeah. people. Yeah. And especially for all you people out there that have kids that love listening to Fortnite, like this is a great thing. Like you said, Mike keeps it like 10, 15 minutes a day. You can go over there, check out. They talk about stuff about, you know, what's in the store, what your kids will love, you know, news and stuff that's going on. Like you said, family friendly. So guys, make sure you go go over there, subscribe to the Daily Fortnite Podcast. It is a, a great time. Mike does a great job. As you can tell here, his audio is fantastic. Hopefully, I can translate it as great as it sounds in my ears right now. So uh, make sure you guys do that. Like you said, Mike, M-M-M-I-K-E. So M-M-Mike, Daddy, on Twitter. Make sure you guys go follow him there. Uh, and make sure you check out Monster's new series, like I said at the beginning of the show, called Breaking Down Scrims. Follow me on Twitter. My name is Too Loud TX, the number 2 L-U-D-T-X. And follow us at the Fortnite Podcast, just the Fortnite Podcast. And as always, guys, thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.